Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for May the 27th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for the hottest news you need to know. And boy, we've got some hot ones today because Sony seems to be planning a PlayStation 5 conference for as early as next week. This certainly does line up with the rumors that we have been hearing. And of course, this report comes to us from Jason Schreier, now at Bloomberg, formerly from Kotaku, and Takashi Machizuki. Sony is planning a digital event to showcase games for its next-gen PlayStation 5 that may take place as early as next week, according to people with direct knowledge of the matter. The virtual event could be held June 3rd, though some people also caution that plans have been in flux and that the date may change. Other PlayStation 5 events may follow in the coming weeks and months, and Sony is not expected to reveal every essential detail on the console during its first presentation. A Sony spokesperson declined to comment. The Japanese tech giant has only let out a trickle of information on the PlayStation 5, which the company says is still planned for release this holiday season, despite the COVID-19 pandemic that has damped its promotional plans. Fans have been eager to hear about the lineup of video games that will launch alongside the console and those that will be revealed later. Sony's biggest rival, Microsoft, has put out regular streams and updates about the upcoming Xbox Series X, which is also planned for release this fall. Most video game publishers' announcements plans have been disrupted by the pandemic, which has led many to replace the planned live events with pre-recorded presentations. So it looks like the rumors are in fact going to line up, and June the 3rd seems to be the date for a PlayStation 5 event. And I think that by the time you hear this, maybe tomorrow more news is even going to be out there, uh, and hype is going to begin to be generated. But ultimately, it's about time. Again, we are going to be seeing this event hypothetically taking place on June the 3rd. You are literally halfway through the year with roughly between four and a half and five months until the proposed launch of the console. But the more that I think about this situation with the PlayStation 5 and the marketing, the more that I kind of understand what Sony has been trying to do. Uh, Because right now, outside of the games that are going to be revealed in July, we, the consumers, know almost everything there is to know about the Xbox Series X. I mean, there was an entire Austin Evans breakdown a few months ago. We know what the internals look like. We know what it's going to be running. We've even seen some of the games, and ultimately, we know pretty much the entire first-party lineup outside of whatever surprises that Microsoft might have in store. So, with that being said, it seems like outside of the July event and potentially a June and August event for the Xbox Series X, the summer is going to be relatively quiet. It's just going to be kind of a slow hype buildup into the fall season. But with the PlayStation, we still want to know what the console itself looks like on top of many of the games that are going to be coming to it. And I think what this really comes down to is this is a fantastic way to generate hype. And if you listen to the discussions that are being had on social media, if you track the hashtags, if you track the conversations that people are having with one another, you'll see that the Xbox Series X is getting significantly less press as compared to the PlayStation 5. It seems like right now, even with the minimal amount of information that we have about Sony's big next-gen console, it still is the one that is generating more excitement in the community, and that really does come back to the exclusives. 
I saw a tweet earlier today that said, I don't know how you can't be planning on buying a PlayStation 5, or at least it being one of the pieces of hardware you buy this holiday season because of games like Horizon Zero Dawn 2, or whatever that might be called, the new God of War that is coming out, the potential that the entire PlayStation catalog has. And just today, we got the Last of Us Part 2 state of play, which was phenomenal. Normally, I don't watch late marketing campaign kind of videos that showcase a lot of gameplay because I want to going blind, but I had to dive in. I had to give it a look. It looks really phenomenal. Cannot wait to see what that one does. But I am excited to see what Sony has up their sleeve. Of course, the lack of a comment does leave a lot of room for anticipation. It leaves a lot of room for assumption. But again, June the 3rd, just one week away. We'll see what happens in the world of PlayStation 5. However, Xbox Series X now has a pre-order page up on the Microsoft Store. The Xbox Series X has received its first tentative pre-order page on the Microsoft Store, meaning that a release date and price point could soon be revealed. While we still don't know specific dates and price points for either the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X, it seems as though this will be changing in short order as both Sony and Microsoft prepare to talk about each other, or excuse me, each of, they're not going to talk about each other, each of their next generation machines soon. In the case of the Xbox Series X, specifically, a new development has recently come about that might indicate a reveal. Over on the Microsoft Store, a new webpage recently went live for the Xbox Series X pre-orders. For now, pre-orders are not live, meaning that you can't snag yourself one of those consoles just yet, but it does seem to indicate that the team at Microsoft is beginning to get their ducks in a row before making purchases available. As of this writing, and as of this podcast, pre-order links for the Xbox Series X still have not appeared at any other retail sites just yet. The reason why this might indicate that a release date and retail price could soon be disclosed for the Xbox Series X is because in the past, pre-orders for consoles tend to go live soon after their manufacturers reveal the key details on their new platforms. Microsoft has already indicated it will be holding a new Xbox Series X event of some sort in June, but further details of what will be divulged in the showing have not really been discussed. Still, given we are only about six months away from the launch of both next-gen platforms, it would make sense for these vital pieces of information to begin surfacing soon. Yeah, you'd think that it would. Uh, of course, if you want to go to the page right now, it's pretty much exactly what you would expect. Uh, you have the giant image of the top of the device. On top of that, you have a brief description and pretty much the overall breakdown that we've all been accustomed to seeing at this point. Uh, it is nice to see, though. Very exciting. And I'm still on the fence as to what console that I personally want to get right out of the gate, uh, because in my mind, I want to kind of stagger these purchases because I'm in the fortunate position where I can get both of them if I, you know, do a couple of financial moves. I don't need to spend $1,000 within two weeks of each other. Presumably, these will both be roughly around $500, uh, but I need to pick the first one. And so, as I said just a few moments ago, it ultimately comes down to the games because the custom SSD on the PlayStation 5 is getting a lot of developers talking, but the Xbox Series X is not too far behind. It too has a custom SSD on top of that. You have a lot of graphic power baked into the Xbox Series X. It's technically more powerful than the PlayStation 5, if you really want to break it down, uh, but the optimizations in each platform do give it a leg up depending on how you look uh, at the current lineup. 
But regardless, whether you're on Team PlayStation, Team Xbox, or you just want to play some really good games, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it. You are going to be seeing some more information soon, and you might want to tune in to Summer Game Fest on Twitch, because that's where you are going to be getting, that's right, console announcements. So this is coming to us from the PlayStation, excuse me, Twitch blog. I have PlayStation on the brain. Big gaming announcements, check. New game reveals, we've got it. Twitch exclusive drops, that too. Rivals tournaments, absolutely. Exclusive only on Twitch content, you bet. New Twitch channel where it's all going down? Yep, it's forward slash Twitch gaming. Go ahead and follow it. Summer Game Fest, the biggest gaming event of the year, is upon us, and if you want to experience it the way it was meant to be, you will be watching on Twitch. We have jam-packed our Summer Game Fest coverage with the best of the fest plus exclusive content you can only find on Twitch. This is the only place where you can witness the future of gaming and join the conversation live with the largest gaming community on the planet. Plus, we are partnering with some of the biggest names in the business to bring this to life. Riot, CD Projekt Red, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, Blizzard, 2K, and the IGDA and more. It's all happening on our new channel, Twitch Gaming, the new home for gaming news, events, and exclusive gaming-focused content, all led by Twitch streamers and their communities. There is a lot in the works that we can't share just yet, so be sure to check the schedule tab on Twitch Gaming for upcoming streams and events, and make sure you go follow Twitch Gaming so you are notified when we go live and you don't miss a thing. So what can you expect to see? Console announcements first and foremost, then Twitch Rivals Valorant Launch Showdown. Of course, the game is going to be launching on June 2nd if you do want to check out some competitive gameplay for Riot's 5v5 character-based tactical shooter. 2K Reveals, IGDA Indie Showcase, the Twitch Summer Game Fest Awards, and of course, you. Yes, you can co-stream it all. Or maybe even me, who knows? Uh, but, of course, if you do want to join your community, if you are a Twitch streamer, maybe you're an affiliate or maybe even a partner, you can certainly dive in and check it out with your peeps. So cool! I'm not sure about Twitch Gaming. Seems to be a bit of a strange name uh, for a channel that is already owned by Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash twitchgaming. Uh, you would think that it would just go to maybe gaming or maybe Summer Game Fest or something like that. Uh, but at the time of this podcast, it only has about 1.3 thousand followers. Of course, this is going to be featured on the front page uh, and all of that. Very not fleshed out at the moment, but hey, it could be coming very, very soon. So you should go ahead and tune in and get ready. Hit that follow button if you want to be on the live page as soon as you possibly can. However, Prolific Porthouse says it can now adapt any current-gen game to Switch for those Nintendo fans out there. I did not forget about you. Today is not all about PlayStation and Xbox. The studio behind numerous Nintendo Switch ports has said it now believes it's able to adapt any current generation game for the platform. Shanghai-based Virtuos is one of the most prolific port houses on Switch, having created Nintendo versions of Dark Souls Remastered, Starlink, and the upcoming XCOM 2 Bioshock Collection and The Outer Worlds. Speaking to Nintendo Life, the company's senior producer Zhang Qingwei claimed that with the experience the studio has gained, it is now confident that Switch adaptations can be worked for games on any of the current generation consoles. He explained, quote, when we discuss any Switch project with our partners, the first step is to figure out what their expectations are for the game. How do they envision the finished product? It's not just about timelines or budgets, but more about achieving the game quality they want for the game they know and love. He added, the next step is what we call creating virtuous solution. We propose the best solutions for how to fully use the Switch's best features and really make the game shine, not just as a game, but specifically as a Switch game. 
Off the back of our work on Starlink Battle for Atlas, Dark Souls Remastered, The Outer Worlds, and the XCOM 2 collection, we now have no doubt that Switch adaptations can be worked for games on any of the current generation of consoles, PS4 and Xbox One. We have our own quality standards, and obviously we don't create low-quality products, which might hurt the Switch library or the wider games industry. 2K is set to release several games for Nintendo Switch on May 29th, including XCOM 2 and entries in the Borderlands and Bioshock series. According to producer Ching Wei, it took Virtuos around 10 months to port XCOM 2 to the Nintendo Switch. The biggest challenge we find is memory optimization, he said. The XCOM 2 PC game uses more than 7GB memory, but on Switch we can utilize just 3.2GB of memory usage. You need to continually profile the game, make decisions, implement, and test, then profile again. I'd say that we spent half a year just to optimize the memory, and we used many methods throughout this period, including using more efficient formats for files, removing needless memory usage, and even modifying and optimizing the original console's memory system. This process is like squeezing water from a sponge. As more water is squeezed from the sponge, the harder the process becomes. Of course, we have plenty of good ports on the Switch, great ports, including The Witcher 3, which is a massive uh, technological achievement, really, when it comes down to it. Uh, but I want to kind of present this question to you. Do you think uh, that there are games that are simply unable to be ported to the Switch, or do you think this claim is true? Can you port anything to the Nintendo Switch? Of course, I'm no developer, but I believe the person behind Virtuos, because have you seen how some of these games are on the Nintendo Switch? Uh, it's not like the PC version of the game. It's not like the PS4 or Xbox One version. But when you consider the power and the versatility of the Switch, you can kind of make a couple of exceptions. That's pretty impressive. But speaking of gaming on the go, five great new games are now available on the Project xCloud preview for Android phones. And those include, of course, Ori and the Will of the Whips. Wisps. I can never say that. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Whips sounds kinky. Nice. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat 10, Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham, and Pillars of Eternity are now available on the Xbox, of course, xCloud preview program. Uh, so if you do want to give these a shot on the go, I have actually played a good bit of, I believe it was Halo the Master Chief collection on my iPhone, and it seems to run fairly well. Uh, so if you are into the world of cloud gaming and you want to see how the direct competitor to Google Stadia is faring, uh, you can certainly dive in and play any of these titles. Personally, I would expect Ori and the Will of the Wisps, not Whips, uh, to... Um, to run pretty well because it's a very simple game, uh, but it is beautiful in its simplicity. It's very, very well done and uh, well designed. Of course, Batman Arkham Knight, phenomenal little game from, I believe, 2015, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Pillars of Eternity, a streaming legend. Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat, and Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham is any kid's phenomenal dream. Just imagine your mom is in court and you're sitting there for hours on end waiting for her to get to the front of the line. She hands you her HTC One M8. Probably not. That's not a supported phone. Uh, she hands you her Samsung Galaxy S20 and you can just sit there and play to your heart's content while your mom deals with that parking ticket she got three weeks ago. But speaking of streaming platforms, GeForce Now has a new opt-in policy that will likely mean a more stable library. When NVIDIA launched GeForce Now earlier this year, the streaming service ran into trouble with publishers like Activision Blizzard and Bethesda. A misunderstanding over what titles could stay on the platform after its beta led to some games leaving the service abruptly, and thanks to a policy change, those days are likely now behind GeForce Now. 
Moving forward, NVIDIA says users will only be able to play games on GeForce Now from publishers who have opted into the service. That should have been done to begin with. The policy does not change the fact that you still need to own any games you want to stream through GeForce Now, but it does mean that any existing titles will be less likely to leave the service from this point forward. In all, the company says approximately 200 publishers are currently committed to the service. That said, a batch of games is leaving GeForce Now, and you can see the full list on NVIDIA's website. But some of the more notable titles included in the list are Guild Wars 2, Total War 3 Kingdoms, and Yakuza 0. Is it Yakuza? I think it's Yakuza. Provided the absence of those titles is not a deal breaker, you can still sign up for a trial of GeForce Now's Founders membership to see what the service is all about. So this is kind of like a simplified version of cloud-based streaming. It takes the uh, content that you already own across a variety of platforms and storefronts, and it unifies it to where you can just stream it uh, thanks to the power of GeForce behind the scenes there at NVIDIA. Uh, but, of course, they ran into some obstacles in the past few months as publishers thought, hey, uh, we never signed on for this, and we've got deals with other people, and we've got, of course, deals internally, so can you not... And that's kind of where we found ourselves just a couple of weeks back. Uh, but now it seems like the logistics of the service are getting ironed out. So if you do want to dive into GeForce, at least now you have a better idea of what to expect. And to round out today's show, Mixer is getting a big Fortnite tournament series hosted by Ninja. And it is running from this week through July. I can't even lie to you, I'm not going to read this. If you're into Fortnite and you're into Ninja, by all means, check it out. Of course, Ninja now is one of the biggest, actually no, I'm going to say, he's the biggest streamer on Mixer, but he's still nothing compared to where he was on Twitch. I'm throwing shade today. I'm getting it down, we're doing it dirty. Uh, but regardless, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below, and let me know what you think about the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Do you think it's legit? Do you think it's just a rumor? I would love to hear your thoughts on that situation. And in the comment section down below, let me know. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, which one are you going with? Uh, currently, I'm leaning towards the PlayStation 5 because I love the exclusives that PlayStation brings. But man... I really love achievements. Like, I have so much time invested in my achievements. Ah, uh, killing me. But anyway, see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night and peace.